This is Monster of the Week. I'm Jeremy Greer. It's with Chris and Jeremy. And I'm Chris Mosier. Sam's got kicks and the angels got owned. No one cares what they think. They don't even have a Twitter. Rest in peace, break home. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I are covering every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, and I'm never doing that voice again, everybody, so mm, <laughs> I mm. hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> it's never I turned happen. into a bat. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the show. We, we have a, a fun one for you today. We have a... Um, actually, I'm going to take that back, Chris. We don't really have a fun one. I don't like this episode a whole it's a, lot. This one's okay. It sounded like we were... You know, I just realized it sounded like we were doing a Halloween intro, but it ain't... It ain't, it, ain't, it ain't that. We're in March. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, before we get too far into talking about uh, Patreon... F- FYI, we're like fully through April. It's not yeah. March. but that's... Well, no, the episode came out in March. That's all I was saying. It's not a Halloween episode. Uh, you fucker. Um, <laughs> I, we have... this is It's very rare for us to do this, uh, but we have, we have a correction to make. We, we, there was an oh. oversight that this podcast made and I'm very disappointed in ourselves. And our Discord channel, our Discord server, was also extremely disappointed in us. And I feel like we need to address it. We should address it, I think. Yeah, it's the elephant in the room, really. It's it's the it's the it's the elephant nut in the room. It's, it's uh, Cersei's <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyway, um, I can't believe we spent like 20 minutes in the outtakes and didn't talk Game of Thrones. Uh, two episodes ago, <laughs> there was an episode. There was an episode of Supernatural uh, that the uh-huh. cold open was a hot dog eating contest, and uh, mm-hmm. the the guy that wins the hot dog eating contest very promptly dies. And as such, he was not included in the uh, casting list that I copy and paste from the um, from the Wikipedia, just in case we need you know some an actor's name or something in the course of the podcast so i didn't get his character name and i didn't pay attention to, to it in the episode either and i have a feeling that you didn't or because I, I feel like you would have brought it up but his well, name well i knew his first name but i didn't his, know his last name yeah his, his we, i think we got his first name it was wayne but they very just briefly mentioned at the very beginning that his last name is mcnutt and we wayne mcnutt Chris, if any podcast if any supernatural podcast is going to make a mm. make, make some mcnutt mm. references it should be us it really should. Um, and we we let all you McNutters out there down. That's what his fans have started calling themselves. Um, it's more of a protest movement against us. And, you know, we, uh, as Monster of the Week, formally apologize to all the McNutters out there who feel like they've been slighted um, by our negligence. And if, we um, are sorry. If r slash McNutters could just, just take down... <laughs> All of our Please. personal information. I do not wish to be doxxed by the McNutters Please. anymore, if that could I've, possibly happen. <laughs> I have gotten so many strange letters in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten so many strange nuts. It's very weird. I don't know where they're getting all of these nuts from. I don't, and I'm not going to ask their provi- provenance, that's for sure. I keep getting uh, hot dog eating contest invitations, and I show mm. up, and it's not hot dogs; it's nuts. Oh, and no. it f- feels very personal. <laughs> How do you even measure the amount of almonds that you're eating? I'm so it'd be, tricked. It'd be so quick. <laughs> they, the audience knows that I love my almonds, and they've taken advantage of that. So, to all the McNutters, uh, we we humbly apologize. We're we sorry, everybody. And uh, if we if 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 Wayne McNutt uh, is resurrected for season fifteen for the grand finale, we'll we'll be there and we'll be paying yeah. attention this time. 
Um, um, with that out of the way, like and subscribe. Like, I feel like that's what happens every time like a YouTuber does an apology. It's always like, so yeah. anyway, click the bell, like and subscribe, leave a comment what you think of my apology. <laughs> If you um, if you want to see more of my videos where I where I say the gamer word and then uh, mm-hmm. subsequently where I have to apologize, then I like can subscribe and read the, hit the bell mm-hmm. get to get notified of all of my apology videos. <laughs> click the link up here. Click the link in the description for my merch and for uh, my last apology video <laughs> where I apologize about the merch that everybody got. It had bed bugs. <laughs> Did not was not anticipating that. That is not how gaminggreer.com operates. Gaming Greer, not- Yep. Yep. um so you know as an apology we are offering um four percent off our merch store right now where you Mm -hmm. can get this um 45 dollar uh mcnutter uh t-shirt right now Uh, all proceeds go to um me uh so thanks uh, you guys smash the like button i personally guarantee no bed bugs in this shirt so (laughs) no bed bugs um (laughs) sizes may vary uh you it does offer a drop down menu when you select the merch, but I'm just, I don't look at it. I just send you whatever. <laughs> Hope you guys have your measles vaccine. <laughs> uh, oh. Before we, number one, I'm sorry, everybody. We, we forgot about the McNutt. But sorry about two, Wayne McNutt. Thank you to everybody that's donating over at patreon.com yes. slash monster of the week. It's extremely cool that you do so. Chris, we have yeah, 98 you, patrons. I looked, I just, wow, I just 98 looked, people smashed the like button. 98 people are smashing that, that pledge button. Um, if you want to be the one to bring us over to a hundred i will send you a sticker of big kick sam so I, I just hell yeah i just happened to look down and see a sticker of big kick sam that i have printed haven't even sent them to chris yet chris doesn't have any of these just me that's for sure i got zero big kick sam <laughs> so stickers. if you were if you're a patron number 100 uh, at patreon.com slash monster of the week and you get cool stuff too like we we do exclusive podcasts about cool subjects uh, like cowboy bebop and the witcher book series uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Um, we have some music stuff coming out. We've done yeah, all kinds. We of got cool some stuff. other stuff that's not anime. <laughs> we got some other stuff that is not anime or have swords. I promise. I'm sure. Yeah. At some point um, we've done that. And since we're just in 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 full promotion mode here, we're not that far away on the Patreon from reaching two uh, bonus episodes per month. So if you guys want basically an episode, an extra episode every other week. Um, subscribe on patreon i guess yeah yeah we're very close so uh, actually please like and subscribe uh, please right? like subscribe and <laughs> i mean i said it as a joke before but now i'm just now i'm asking please now we're into it uh chris we, we have spent we have let these people we spent a lot of time uh yeah. tell us what has been happening in season nine please <sighs> last time on supernatural just totally normal one for you here the veil had grown thin dean saw to it that his body was burnt, a hunter's funeral for a hunter's death, if you could call it that. He'd never fancied himself a hunter, but then he'd never much adjusted to being a prophet either. Dean had burnt his body, and that was well enough, but Heaven's gates were locked, and the veil had grown thin. Thin enough to see through, Kevin lamented, but still too thick to escape. Night after night, he was drawn back to the bunker, to the site of his death, to the one who had killed him. He didn't blame Sam for what happened. How could he? It wasn't Sam's fault. Gadriel was to blame. But now he felt himself trapped, drawn in, unable to look away. Night after night he returned, not just to the bunker, but to Sam's bedroom. And the veil had grown thin, thin enough to see through. He wanted to look away, to cry out to the gigantic Winchester. He wanted to tell him to stop, but his voice could never be heard. Night after night, 
The three full yards of Sam Winchester hulked in the corner of his room, a sort of unshorn crescent moon worrying over his steaming, fleshy ingot like it was some tiny astronaut pulled in by his relentless gravity. The size of a silver bullet, but twice as fast, Kevin heard Sam moaning some nights. Other nights, the beleaguered Winchester would cry out Garth's name in protest, saying, I can't, you're my friend, but he worried his member all the same. Some nights, it was the poison sting. Sometimes it was nutting blood, but always with the worrying, the endless worrying of that abominable silver bullet. As time passed, Kevin found he could break through the veil, and though he longed to question Sam, to beg him to stop, there was no time. He had to pass a message to the Winchesters, a plea for them to save his mother. And in the end, they did. She would take him with her, and at last Kevin would be free of this place. He offered one parting message, telling the boys that he had seen, that he had been there, and he had seen. When Sam spun and stormed from the room, Dean looked aghast, but Kevin knew the truth. This wasn't about the brothers' argument. Sam wasn't running away from Dean. He wasn't just trying to hide from their argument. No. He was running to his room, to that space in the corner, a soft murmur on his lips, a crescent moon tugging at his tiny astronaut, a whole new level of freak. I hate the phrase worrying his member. I don't mm-hmm. I don't it's like awful, that. Isn't it? it's, it's it's really bad, huh? Because when I when I, I associate the word worrying with like um somebody has a wound and they just keep poking at it, mm-hmm. right? Like you keep worrying mm-hmm. that 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 tooth, that sore tooth in your uh-huh. mouth, you just keep tonguing uh-huh. it and Boy, does that just bring up a whole lot of gross imagery in my mind with Sam Winchester and everything that we have ever joked about Sam Winchester. Yeah, uh, unshorn crescent moon worrying over his steaming fleshy ingot is maybe the worst thing I've ever written. I'm, honestly, um, that might get might get you kicked off the AO3 website, my man. You think so? <laughs> you may not be able to go to <laughs> archive of our own anymore. You're you're you were I also, banned. I described him as being um, a full three yards, so I, I'm picturing Sam being nine feet tall. Nine feet tall. Yeah, well, this. I mean that's 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 easy. We uh, <laughs> I saw a picture of Jared Padalecki and um, his wife, whose name is escaping me, Genevieve. Genevieve, yeah, Genevieve. Uh, I guess Padalecki at this point. Padalecki, of course. <laughs> they did the, uh, I guess, the Boston Marathon recently. Yeah, they did the. And there yeah. was a picture of the two of them, like after the finish line, like they were in some sort of like building or something, and like the height difference on those two, my man. <laughs> like the uh-huh. show made it, yeah, definitely seem like she must have been walking around in those Tom Cruise shoes. Like that was what she was doing right. on the show, where, <laughs> right? Because in the in the when she's just in her kicks, uh, she's she's very tiny compared to, to yeah. ginormous Sam. Yeah, he's huge. He's like your height. Um, yes, he is. He is Jeremy Greer, nine feet tall. Jeremy, nine yeah. feet tall. Greer is what yeah. they call me. Um, um, tell us, tell us whatever the hell you got to tell us about this. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> so we're gonna we're Let's gonna get into this shit. We're gonna cover season nine, episode fifteen. Uh, Chris, in the, in the on the Wikipedia, this is just referenced as Thin Man. Everywhere else that I found, this is hashtag Thin Man in all capital letters. So yeah, I believe the hashtag is canon. That's that's the that's the level that we're dealing with of a supernatural episode this week. Uh, this was written by Jenny Klein. It was directed by Jano Swark. Uh, we're saying that. I'm guessing. I'm, I'm guessing. I'm saying that right. Uh, you're 100. 
on March 4th, 2014, the Ghostfacers return. A teenage girl is killed, and the final selfie she took before the attack shows a ghostly figure in the background. Looking for something Ooh. to keep them busy, Dean and Sam head to Washington to find the ghost. Yeah. Just looking, just trying to figure out something to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, can't kill, <laughs> yeah, Sam's can't been kill the last boss in Sekiro. Might as well go right. kill a ghost. Right. Right. Uh, while the two interview the girl's mother, Betty, they are surprised when she starts talking about cold spots and fritzing. When they ask her about the, bringing up paranormal signs, Betty replies that the, quote, supernaturalist who called earlier brought it up. Enter Harry and Ed, the famous supernaturalist, which, of course, are our two members of the Ghost Facers. Um, Chris, right out the gate, I think, I hope this is the last time we see the Ghost Facers. It is. I am, it is. I'm pretty sure. I am um, it's also great because of that intro that we can just skip fucking 15 minutes of this episode because they told us the beat by beat what happens. Yeah, dude. Uh, I it's it, it, there's not much going on in this episode for me besides no. like a really ham handed effort and on the nose effort to make a like a parallel a parallel of between Ed and Harry that's going to match what Sam and Dean are going through and like. I I'm on the record as enjoying this brother drama that we got. Like, I think it was maybe a little bit rushed in some cases. I think Dean is not making a lot of some logical decisions, but I'm really appreciating the back and forth between Sam and Dean. And it's like the show is like, Oh, you like this. Hold on. Let's spend 45 minutes explaining it to you. Like, just, right. we just need, we just need to make sure that everybody in the gets it like for the back seats. Like they may not have heard. So let's, let's do the, <laughs> let's do hotel California again, because we're the Eagles. We want to make sure everybody hears it again. And, I I I was kind of angry throughout this episode. Yeah, um, and I think me going in with really low expectations because you would you watched it before I did and were like, yeah, I wasn't wasn't pleased with it. So I had super low expectations, so that allowed me to enjoy some of it at least. There were certain aspects that I I uh, I got along with, but yeah, there's there's a lot going on here that wasn't super fun, um, and it was just very hammy in a way that I think that I think Supernatural can do better is I guess what it comes down to, but. Um, so we really can't skip over so much of this because of that intro. We start with um, a classic supernatural setup. There's a girl in her bedroom. She's taking selfies. She thinks she hears something downstairs. She goes to look. No one's there. She goes back into her room. She picks up her camera again, takes a picture. And when she's flipping through them, she sees that there's somebody standing behind her. And she turns it around, sees somebody. She runs into her um, her closet, calls the police. But it's too late and she ends up getting attacked and we just see, I think blood or something. Um, she got, she gets got is what she, I wrote she in my gets notes, got, yeah. which is not very descriptive, but she gets got. Um, and then we just, you know, classic supernatural setup, switch her over to the bunker. Oddly, Dean is just about to like head out on a job and he's just like, all right, later, Sam. And Sam's like, what, what, what without me, sir? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, we're going to need to camp out on this because I think S- Dean is being a passive aggressive dickhead. Once again, mm. like mm. He, he does this thing where he's like, well, I'm going to go on a hunt. And Sam's like, you don't want me to go with you. He's like, do you want to? I don't know what you want nowadays, Sam. I can't understand anything <laughs> that you're saying. And I'm like, homie, like all he said was that he doesn't trust you to be your brother. Like he still got you, got your back. Like you guys are, right. you guys are our partners. You guys are, are, are heading out to kill supernatural shit i mean sometimes um you guys are heading out to kill supernatural shit together you're gonna have each other's back like he has told you exactly how he feels you just have not been willing to accept it and now you're right. being a passive aggressive dick about it so sam's just sitting there playing solitaire he's like yeah i want to fucking go with I'm you i'm gonna kill myself anything. i'm so bored yeah. i can't fucking beat this boss why would i even bother <laughs> there's no levels behind it dean i've been saying it for weeks i can't beat this boss just let me go with you seven hours of attempts dean 
<laughs> oh man! But they go, um, and they they go to interview the mom. <laughs> they go, and uh, who who is like, and I know this is probably just like a like a goofy like. I think this is supposed to be just like a one off joke, but she seems she's like, oh, I've really tried to clean the blood out of this carpet, and it's not going out. And I'm like, girl, you're you're daughter died like two two feet away yeah. what are you doing yeah. why are you um, why is this what you're worried about i really appreciate just it's it always feels like a good callback when they're in somebody's home asking um a grieving mother or wife just odd questions i really really uh get down with that oh, I'm and that's what it. we're yeah. doing here especially just when- as sam starts asking those those key questions the lady's like there weren't any cold spots either and he's like wait what i didn't mention cold spots what, what's going on here <laughs> I also like when um, Sam is like distracting her with these questions. Dean is in the background, like trying to hide his ET, uh, yeah, EMF. I almost said ETF for some reason. What the hell is that? His homemade uh, EMF detector that he's still just waving around back there like a lunatic. Um, but yeah, she she like she says, oh yeah, this there's some supernaturalists that came by, and you know they told me all about this. And then of course we smash cut over to the ghost facers. Uh, they are eating at a diner, and Ed, um, who is the bearded guy, I guess I would call yes. him. Yeah. Uh, yes. to separate these two, I actually had these wrong in my notes for a significant amount of time. I can never remember these two guys' names. It's because Ed is he's Harry. He's or he's Harry. But his name's not Harry. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to remember it. He is Harry. He he has hair. He's not Harry. Right. That's probably yeah, the way. He's Ed. He's the one who is baked throughout this episode. Totally fucking stoned, man. Like no this idea. Guy's what's stoned going as fuck. On. I, I honestly, I don't have a problem with it. No, man, <laughs> at I, all. I, I wish I had been stoned as fuck throughout this episode. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, Ed is concerned about their Twitter followers, but uh, Harry. Um, who has recently broken up with the girl is kind of pining over his ex. He's he's being he's Facebook stalking her. He's looking at profile pictures and, and you know there's a guy's hand that she but she cropped out the face and what does it mean mm-hmm, and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, and then Sam and Dean arrive to basically <laughs> threaten them to put holes yeah. in their knees. Aggressively sit down at their their table at the diner, tell them to get the fuck out of town. Um, they're not afraid of these two chisel chests this time. Um, and I think the most notable thing here is that we get like a one-off thing of like the waiter getting yelled at by his boss you're like oh okay that guy's the murderer <laughs> that, okay thanks thanks for giving had, us that clue i had to pause this episode because the uh the boss guy looks so much like the dude that was uh nucky's brother in boardwalk empire that like i was like this guy cannot be he's not no i don't know why he would have ever been on supernatural this was when boardwalk not empire a cw was- uh cw hbo crossover that is just not happening not it's definitely not gonna happen but yeah, the the ghost facers say, "Oh, we're not we're not scared of you guys anymore. We know what we're doing." And uh they just say that the the rest of their crew cuz I think the last time we saw them they actually had like other people involved. Uh yeah, they, yeah. they they dropped them. They were dead weights. Um and then they kind of tease Sam and Dean by saying, "Oh, it's not a ghost. You 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 fucking idiots. And, you fucking plebs. <laughs> and you uh you guys can find it out by Amazon me bitches." And I'm like I just Yeah, I'm like I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't either. I didn't understand it at all until like, I was like, what does that, I don't, what is it an Amazon? Like, are we going back to the weird Amazon cult that we haven't dealt with? Is Sam going to have a kid this time? Um, Like, does he have to send an Amazon gift card to him? Is that what he (laughs) needs? I don't really get it. Uh, But it turns out they have written a book about the thin man, uh, which is like a, basically an allegory for slender man, which I think is uh, as somebody who is, 
not been a, like even when this aired like i remember watching this episode the first time and being like what the fuck what the fuck is a thin man like what what are mm-hmm. we doing here like i just i am so completely cut off from any slender man related shenanigans that i i just all of this like kind of falls on on deaf ears this for me. this was a little bit late for the slender man stuff for i guess my interest i used to read uh forums where people would tell like scary stories and stuff and it was not the forum where slender man was born but um which was just something that somebody made up on the internet for like a contest i can't remember the whole i don't i don't know all the slenderman lore anymore i got a lot of stuff going on in my brain you know i can't keep it all straight but um uh the a lot of the pictures would like show up in this this uh form that i used to post in and you know that they're photoshopped but it's just like you know an old black and white photo with some creepy guy in the background and and you know it was compelling it was it was spooky and it was cool um and then they made uh, a game and they've made movies and it's just kind of it's everywhere now um it it became basically like a cultural meme and supernatural like jumped on that. So when this episode was advertised, I was like excited because I wasn't like a, a slender man fan, but I did think that it, you know, it was a creepy idea. And I, it reminded me of old school supernatural where they used to take on different uh, monsters and urban legends and stuff. So I thought, Oh, this is really cool. Um, and, and, uh, it, it didn't, it didn't deliver on that front. And I do remember being disappointed at the time, but, uh, but yeah, I was, they tried. Since we're uh, since we're bringing up Slenderman, uh, Autumn made a point while we were watching this because she was like, because as we were watching this, we were we were kind of discussing Slenderman a little bit. And she's like, when did this air? And so I looked it up, and she's like, oh, good, that was before the Slenderman killings. And I was like, yeah, excuse yeah. excuse me. And yeah, apparently, some, <laughs> I, some, I appreciate that Autumn knows about that. <laughs> yeah, apparently, some. I mean, she listens to True Crime podcast, man. I'm sure that right, showed up on the Murderinos right. at some point. Absolutely, um, absolutely. But yeah, apparently, two girls like actually killed another girl uh pretending to be slender man or some bullshit i don't but, i don't think she died i don't think she died well i mean we're not here for to fucking accurate just, slender man facts Chris. Just, i just want everyone to know that she you know she survived a random biker found her in the woods and it was okay it's not slender man of the week okay just calm the fuck down but i am <laughs> sorry, glad that sorry. like uh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> i am glad that this didn't happen like it must have been weird enough already to have an episode like this based on a, a pop culture phenomenon, yeah. and then two yeah. months later that it happened. I'm just glad it didn't happen after the fact. I'm glad they didn't write this Definitely. after that. Um, <clears throat> so they read this book about Thin Man, and uh, Sam and Dean, whose relationship is pretty strained right now, argue over whether or not Thin Man could be a ghost. And Dean is like, "No, it's definitely a fucking ghost. It's definitely a ghost, Sam. Shut the fuck up. It's definitely a ghost. Ghost, ghost, ghost." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." He's very, very hell bent on this, and I think he's obviously. He's agitated because of the situation with Sam, but he's agitated because the ghost facers are there, and he's just pissed off, and he doesn't like any of this shit. Um, but yeah, he's he's real belligerent. Sam's like, well, I'm just gonna keep doing research, I guess. And Goes uh, back to his solitaire game. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> Playing monkey solitaire <laughs> over here. Um, yeah. So we go back over to Ed and Harry, who are in the victim's bedroom, uh, shooting a video, and uh, Harry is just not paying attention like ed is gonna set up to like walk out of the closet and ed's like not paying attention to the camera he's too busy with like hanging trying to f- stalk his ex some more and uh ed actually expresses the, the first the first time he expresses a little bit of concern about this and he's like maybe 
maybe this is a little too serious. Maybe we should just like not do this. And um, yeah, it's and he's and you know and, and Harry's like, oh, absolutely, no. This is for all of the haters, and we're gonna be on Doctor Phil, and we're gonna we're gonna show them all. And like, obviously, he's like wanting to do this to impress his ex in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as they're talking about all of the women that they're going to get because of this video, the victim's mom walks in and is like, "Do you guys want some lemonade?" <laughs> Which yeah, is like fucking it's awkward, all very man. awkward. It's all very awkward. Um, let's see. So yeah, it's uh, it's. <laughs> this is where I made note that <laughs> that Ed was like just seemed like he was stoned the whole time. But my note was I'm kind of into it. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, I mean, he does look like he's kind of checked out. To be honest with you, both of these dudes look like they're kind of checked out, and I am also mm-hmm. checked out on both of these dudes. Yeah. Remember how excited um, we were? Like, I put this Ghost Facers music in the episode and everything. Like, I was yeah, excited about. I the love Ghost that Facers. episode, man. I, I uh, forgot that this happened. Hmm. Hmm. Um. There's a good line here where somebody says, no one cares what they think. They don't even have a Twitter, which I'm like, I honestly, same. Same, um, yeah. I, I, I think I'm planning on pulling that for the uh, intro, so nice. Yeah. Um, but, okay, so but back at the back at the motel, motel, same as looking at Slenderman photoshops while just doing, like, hard model face at Dean, um, which I, I noticed he's just, he's given a lot of looks in this episode. I'm like, who told Jared to like spice it up for this one? <laughs> Cause he's just, he's just mugging it up with his, with his, just his face. Um, he's doing that. And Dean is looking up recent deaths because while Sam is on this, this Slender Man thing or, or Thin Man thing, uh, Dean is still, he's focused on, um, it being a ghost, which is like, honestly, if they weren't in an argument with each other, they could both just be following different leads, which is what they often do. Yep. Uh, but it's because they're in an argument, they just have to like, you know be grumpy about it the whole time um suddenly um casey's photo she's the girl who was murdered in the cold open she appears uh, her that photo of her of her with slenderman behind her appears online and sam has been looking at all these photoshops that he like basically he knows that they're photoshops but then suddenly there's this real thing out there and it was sent we're gonna find out in a minute that it was sent two hours after she died now if we were still like working with some like spooky urban legend shit i would be into this yes um it's you know it, it's seeding a lot of of neat spooky ideas that I, I, obviously you know it subverts that maybe not so successfully but it does it um but here i was still kind of on the hook i was still very interested um i was i was also not excuse me i was not interested <laughs> like <I'm, laughs> i was i was already kind of seeing where this was going and uh and then sure enough we're going to get it proven out pretty quickly. Uh, Sam and Dean go and meet the, the local sheriff, except the sheriff is on vacay. Uh, and it's a, it's a deputy that helps them with all of the evidence. And they find out that the, the, the phone that was used to post the thing was actually posted at 2 a.m. But the coroner says it was, they checked out at midnight. So that's all spooky. And then we go back over to the diner, except this time it's night and it's closed. And we see the manager get murked. Uh, we yeah. get this kind of cool <laughs> cycle through the security footage. And when it comes back, Back to him in the frame. Thin man is behind him, and then slashing, um, and that's it. And Thin man just leaves. He like walks off the frame. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I this, this was an okay kill. Like this is probably out of everything that happens in this episode. Like this is probably like okay. This that was cool. Like I'll give you that. That was a cool thing yeah. to do. They do a couple uh, of cool camera angles and, and shots and stuff throughout this i don't know if i made note of any of them in particular but there was there, I mean, there's still stuff going on here that's entertaining to watch um it's not totally just crap even if we're not necessarily interested on a plot level um but yeah there was something in this kill which is it's well done but it it 
whatever it was kind of took away the supernatural element, I guess because we already saw somebody like get mad at this guy earlier in the episode. So I was like, all right, it's just connected to a person. Um, I think I was misremembering this episode and they bring it up later. Um, but I was misremembering that the thin man was just another Tulpa, um, something that just gets created by enough people believing in it. Um, but yeah, it turned out it wasn't that. So again, I was just a little bit disappointed that they, they didn't give me the monster that I wanted. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Sam and Dean show up at the crime scene. They find uh, Ed and Harry already there because the, the just idiot at a Debbie, crime scene. Like, <laughs> yeah, just at a crime scene. Like they are literally like over the blood filming it. Um, the deputy let him in because the county next door, you know, hired a psychic and found a kid or something. And uh, Dean confronts these two guys and they're like, Oh, if you want to threaten us, we, you know, we'll tell everybody that you're not agents. And, you know, and this is where Dean brings up, you know, you get, this could be a Tulpa and like, you guys know what that is. And, He's like, you need to give me everything you know about Thin Man. And then they kind of don't know anything, but that they start like mugging for their camera and doing their routine. And mm. I don't know, man, like it, the first episode of the Ghost Facers and even the, the second, their second appearance, like they seem to have like this like goofy kind of naivete that I was kind of into. Like yeah. now that they know all of this shit is real, I like, why are you guys goofing around so much? And also, why yeah. are you this still this bad? Like, you should be a little bit better for the camera. You have friends who have died because of this. Yeah. Um, you had a guy that was in love with Ed. No. Yeah, Ed. And, and like, yeah. literally died in a, like, in a horrible way because of this. Like, why are you guys goofing on it? Like, I don't get it. So many other characters go through this and then come back out on the other side like hardened and more serious and and whatever like you know jody or, or whoever but yeah. these guys are just still still goofing it um and they yeah they say that they they know it's not a tulpa because the lore changes all the time and nothing's consistent about it and therefore it doesn't make any sense for it to uh to be a tulpa um and of course they know more than than they're letting on or at least one of them does so this is all just um, just up in the air for us. Um, they watch they watch the video of the guy getting killed. Um, the ghost facers leave out kind of quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, and then we get go to their van where uh, Harry is saying that someone posted the the video. Like, apparently, it was already leaked and it got put on their blog. So he's going to get dressed up in his quote unquote ninja costume, and uh, mm-hmm. he's going to go to the quote unquote woods to find the thin man. And once again, Ed is like, maybe maybe we should just let Sam and Dean do this. Like, I and Harry is like, no, 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 I got to do it. I got to win my girl back, man. I got to win my girl back. And I have never been more bored in a supernatural episode. <laughs> I was a lot more into. Um... I didn't quite remember where they were going with it, but I was in more into what Ed was doing here um, because he's just very much being like sounding like, hey, you know, we should we should learn our lesson by now and know that we, we shouldn't be fucking with this stuff. Again, I was misinterpreting the information that was being given, but I thought that this was a, a, a more mature Ed who was like, hey, now that it's not just all like shocks and scares and it's actual murder, like, I think we should probably get out of here. This is too much for us um which again it is kind of what he's saying but like because because of a reason that we just have the the motivation on this is is totally different though which is is, yeah yeah uh we go back to the hotel room uh we get this is something that you and i ask for a lot in this podcast which is like sam and dean doing normal things like normal human things like they're both having like a little dinner and in front of like some computers and talking about their case like i yeah. i kind of like the scene of them eating for some reason right like this yeah. is pretty good they have like, to I, sit on the same side of the table because they're both looking at the laptop and it's just yeah it's it's a very human moment uh and 
yeah, that stuff is good. We used to get it all the time. It feels like season four was the peak of like human behavior. Like yeah. let's deliver plot while they brush their teeth. Uh, and that is is just the the right level. I don't know of, of realism that that really hooks you back in. So yeah, seeing the boys sit next to each other, looking at the laptop while eating their you know diner food or whatever, it it just worked. Sam Sam wonders why um, videos that go viral uh, are are now like murder videos and like says that this video that got posted of this uh, diner guy getting killed has almost two thousand views, which is very cute because like my shitty Dark Souls YouTube has more views than that. Like that's not viral. <laughs> my shit has never gone viral. Um, but he says, you know, why isn't it just monkeys falling out of trees? And uh, this causes causes Dean to remember. Um, them as a kid pretending to be superheroes and uh, and he said it would be funny if they still had the video of Sam jumping off the roof and thinking that he could fly and breaking his leg and Sam's like you know I was doing that to copy you right and he's like yeah but you were Batman I was Superman everybody knows Batman can't fly which is funny but Dean seems to remember this as an extremely good memory and Sam is like I broke my fucking leg man what are you, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about my leg was broken and we did not have normal health insurance <laughs> <laughs> dad was mad he had to stop chasing the wendigo to repair my leg but even even sam is kind of gets a little bit wistful about it because you know dean is like oh you know those were the days or good times or whatever and and sam gets very serious it goes yeah yeah they were <laughs> Uh, just then, because we can't have any emotional moments between the boys. <laughs> Even though it is really goofy, I did I did actually like that moment. Um, Ed shows up at the door, uh, and he's going to uh, confess this whole thing. He tells him that Harry is filming himself in the woods, which is really like just some wooded area around a Target or something. Yeah, he said uh, they dropped him off behind the grocery store, which I yeah, thought was pretty funny. <laughs> that's absolutely good. Uh, Ed, uh, fearing that... Harry's new girlfriend would cause him to leave the ghost facers and go lead a, a normie life with a regular job invented thin man. He tells mm-hmm. Sam and Dean um, so he could like keep his, his boy and yeah, that's pretty much man that I thought he was all mature and like wrong. cool now and wise. No, he just like lied to his friend. So he'd break up with his girlfriend. <laughs> he and, just and manipulated you, him. And you want to, <laughs> Harry basically said, or no, excuse me, Ed basically says, like, should I tell him? And Sam is like, absolutely, because secrets ruin relationships. And the look that Dean Winchester gives Sam is so <laughs> fucking good. I mean, it is just like a like I I see what you were doing, you little motherfucker. I know I, I yeah. see this. It's it's so hilarious and so good. Yeah, it's funny. Um, and then yeah, we just cut to Harry, who's just like being ridiculous. For he's behind this grocery store, and for a minute, he's just filming a woman getting into her car, like putting her groceries away. And it's like the middle of the night, and like if somebody, w- if I saw somebody doing that in real life, I'd be like, I'm calling the police. Like, what are you doing filming this woman? She's alone. Leave her alone. What is going on? Um, but Harry's just running around being an idiot, and then he runs into the woods. Um, and he starts actually getting followed by something or somebody. And, um, yeah, he turns around. Thin Man is there. He gets stabbed. It's not that bad, but he gets stabbed, and then he kicks Thin Man in the balls and runs away. Uh, you can't kick a ghost in the balls. So, uh, also, we just found out that Thin Man isn't real. So, some shit's going on here. Some some weird stuff is, or some non-weird stuff is happening, I should say. Yeah. Um, they, they take 
Harry back, uh, bandage him up, and then um, off screen, off camera, we don't actually see this. Harry confesses, or excuse me, Ed confesses to Harry about what he has done. And um, mm-hmm. I actually, I actually kind of like this because Ed is such a excuse me harry jesus christ um (laughs) harry is so mad about this and like he's just fuming like i think this is probably the best acting that this dude has ever done and in the context (laughs) of this show and podcast um but they kind of go back and forth for a while with uh ed trying to justify it um harry not listening to any of his excuses and it's but this is the first time that you're like oh you you guys are doing literally the sam and dean thing like this is you guys have written like you guys are just like Oh wow! Like, how is my nose not broken? Because everything is on the nose right now. <laughs> yeah, they really, they really go for it, uh, and they're already having more open communication <laughs> than the Winchesters have ever had. So that's something. And then, um, Ed goes out to get coffee. He runs into Sam. There's like a non-conversation there. Sam comes in, and uh, Harry says that it feels like he was punched right in the feels because I guess that I mean, it's okay, this is this is the man. shot. This is the shot that I liked because it, it has Sam come walking in and the yes, camera is focused on him. But it's, I love it. But it's looking at it's looking at Harry in the foreground and it's focused on Sam and then it, it pulls back from Sam and focuses on <laughs> uh, it focuses on Harry while he says, I feel like I just got punched right in the field. So then it refocuses back onto Sam and he just got this fucking look on his face like what? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about uh, when Sam walks in to sit down, he grabs the chair and turns it around and like sits backwards on it. Like he's a teacher. Like he's a fucking like dude presenting the Xbox sad at E3. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's all part of it. That's all part of it is the camera's focused on him and then it Mm -hmm. because he's in the background and then it focuses on the foreground on Ed saying something stupid and then focuses back on Sam with his reaction to that stupid thing that Ed just said or Harry, whatever the fuck their names are. Um, Dean shows up about this time uh, with a lead on the card or something. I don't. He was ready to spin the chair around too, and he sees that Sam already did. He's fucking can't, curious. Can't, can't do that. He's like, he's already this done little the chair shit. Thing. He knows that's my move. He knows that that is my move. I guess I'll go sit on the arm of this recliner. Maybe that'll be cool. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> I, I guess before this, uh, before, you, Sam. before Dean walks in, Sam says like, "Oh, hey, you know, there's things that you can forgive and things you can't. You have to figure all that out for yourself." Like, yes, yes, yes. We know. We know how all this works. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean tracked down these tire threads. Um, Ed or Harry overhears all of this stuff and goes to find Ed. And then they decide to not be broken up anymore and to go chase the man. Um, meanwhile, Sam and Sam and Dean go to meet the deputy. And now they were FBI agents. And now they're, they're just two hunks and, you know, their casual hunter clothes in a fucking 69 Impala. That's right. It's a 69 Impala in this scene. Everybody check the trivia. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so and they don't have to explain anything at all to the deputy for for like is this a yep. standard issue fbi car this seems a little weird right um right but we find out very quickly that this is all a trick because as they start to break in the building uh the deputy zaps them from behind with the taser mm-hmm. yeah remember that um remember that episode that dean met a siren and it instead of it being um a beautiful woman like it was in every other case it was a um a fbi agent who was super into cars Yep. Mm-hmm. I do remember this. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just remembering that. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Uh, so they wake up. They're tied up. Uh, the deputy is setting up the scene to record and kind of humming this weird song. Um, yeah, dude. They're going to make a fucking snuff film. 
Dean, uh, they're going to make a snuff. Well, I mean, I guess that's what they've is, been doing, right? Like, that's, this is uh, dark as fuck. It's, it's super dark, but like they've literally already done this in this episode. So, um, Dean fat shames this dude and says you can't possibly be the thin man. You're, um, cause you look like you just mm-hmm. ate a fat mm-hmm. camp. Like, thank you, Dean. Thanks, uh, Dean. they, they're basically asking how they're going to pull everything off. And then the thin man enters and it turns ah. out it's just a guy. My least favorite thing that Supernatural does. It's when it's mm-hmm. just a dude. Um, I'm not sure which I'm more bored with when the when it when they do the Scooby Doo thing or when it's just like an angel faction did it. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't tell which one I like less at this point in my life. When they pull the mask off and it's just a whole angel faction. Um, would it be just like five of them? Just spot like it's five yeah. angels in a thin man outfit. Like the okay, five gen- na- generic made, looking you dudes made good. tumble out. It's yeah. five Malachi's. <laughs> Why do we have um, five Malachi's? Siri, how many actually- Malachi's does it take to make a thin man? <laughs> I liked uh, Dean's comment here when uh, the the guy is singing and he goes, Sam, make it stop. There was something Good about stuff, it that was yeah. just so like, like Dean just does, like, almost like he's not taking them seriously that he's complaining about something like that. Um, and I always like when the boys kind of don't, don't care about the situation they're in, even when they're in like real serious trouble. <laughs> uh, so they explain that, and it, did we mention it's the guy from the diner? Yes, yeah. it's Diner Boy. It's Diner Boy. Um, they got yelled at by that one dude. Uh, they explained that they met each other on the internet, and they killed the sheriff because he was a dick and wouldn't give a damn off, and he killed the girl because she wouldn't go out with him, and they killed the diner because he was a dick. Uh, and at some point, Sam or Dean, I think it was a Dean that's like, this is this is just cosplay. And like, no, man, this is cause real. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. fucking officially mm-hmm. done with this episode and your weird attempts yeah. at like pop you're, culture humor or whatever. You're this all is. nerds. This, this <laughs> is terrible. Yeah. Um, they're going to record themselves to get famous because that's the way that murdering people on camera works. Um, right. When there's a loud bang, and they have to tape the brother's mouth shut and they go to find the ghost facers. Uh, they, there's this weird moment where they say that meme is pronounced. It's not Mei Mei, which is my favorite way to pronounce Mimi. meme. Yeah, Mimi. But it's Mimi, I think. Is that what he says? That's what he says. He says, meme, yeah, something about Mimi. And, he says and then like the meme. second E is silent or something. And he's like, uh, you're not going to make me into a mem. And I'm like, what are we yeah. doing here, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Fellas, fellas, Janet, it's, I think is the, the writer. Yeah, Jenny, Jenny, please. What are you doing? Yes, <laughs> you did your best, but you crammed too much in there. Oh man, this is cause real, Chris. This is not cosplay. It's cause real. Yeah. It's just this is this is absolutely cause real. Um so the, uh, the This what, is not footplay, Chris. This is foot real. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um so Harry Harry gets attacked and then Ed pulls a gun. Or or the other way around. One of them gets attacked, the other one pulls a real gun on the killer. Um, that's when they talk about memes and then they get captured because it doesn't work out. Um, and then it's also, it's just very violent. These like regular dudes pulling a, putting a gun to another regular dude's head. It's a lot. Yes. Um, it's different when Sam and Dean do it cause they're, um, I mean, they're essentially monsters themselves. So, you know, you just, you, you accept it. Um, but yeah, they get captured, but then when everyone's brought back to the main room, Sam and Dean are just like totally gone. Uh, and then they do their, you know, their ninja thing. They reappear, they take down the baddies. Um, there's some resistance going on and 
where where Dean is clutching the guy's arm and the guy's clutching the knife, and I don't know if he did it on purpose. Yes, he did. He just, but Dean just drives this knife into this dude's chest and kills him. Um, it's brutal. It's brutal. It's fucking. It's brutal. And then He's, the other like dude he, pulls. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, it's, the other dude pulls a gun on Sam. Ed jumps in the way, and he, you know. He's dramatically like, this is my fault. I, I created the thing, man. This is all my fault. And the dude's like, well, I have several bullets, so I'll shoot you both. Um, but then <laughs> but then Harry just comes over and executes the fucking dude. And it's just more regular people killing other regular people. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think we mentioned it, but like at the diner where Sam and Dean met up with Ed and Harry, like they were like, we're not scared of you. I've got this. And Ed like pulls up his shirt <laughs> to show like his pasty white belly and like a gun yeah. stuck down his pants. Yeah. And Dean is like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I this this kill scene with Dean and the guy playing Thin Man is so fucking brutal and like Dean this this reminds me of the vampire killed like when they killed Gordon right like this th- mm-hmm. it's the same kind of intensity in Dean's eyes where he that he's getting and um yeah it's just it's just really really intense because these are just dudes killing dudes and yeah I mean like Again, one of my least favorite things in a Supernatural episode is when this happens. And uh, a little bit later, they're outside talking and Dean is just like, like Sam is a little concerned. It's like, yeah, man, they were, we just killed some people. Like, that's not really what we do. And Dean's like, oh, mm-hmm. don't worry about it. We're going to set this up to look like they murdered one another. And I'm like, oh, so that's just something totally, that you do now. <laughs> okay. Totally normal. It's totally so cool thing fucked to do. up. <laughs> so not that they didn't deserve it, but like, it's just so fucked up. It's they just like <laughs> they murdered a couple guys. <laughs> um, in kind of a neat fashion, I'll, I'll I'll give some points for this. Like, we not only do we get the Sam and Dean talk, but we get the Ed and Harry talk, like kind of our normal post episode, uh, post mortem, and uh, Harry wants to see. No, excuse me. Um, Ed wants to see Harry get his girlfriend back, uh, but Harry says like, "Hey." I, I, you know, oh no, wait, okay, I'm sorry, because these fucking names are so confusing. Chris, mm-hmm. he's Harry, mm-hmm. he's not named Harry. Okay, Ed says that he did all of this to let Harry get his girlfriend back, and so that he wouldn't have to. He, he could be famous, he could have his girlfriend, he wouldn't have to have this bullshit nine to five job and all of this stuff. And Harry just says like, no, dude. You, you did that for you. You did that because mm-hmm. you were too lonely without me. And I'm like, okay, guys, you, you you have already put it on the nose enough already. I get it. I see what you're doing. We don't have to. And then they talk for like 10 more minutes or something. Yeah. Um, they do the whole thing. And the one thing that I'll say that this, I feel like this episode did, does well is the very, very end. Um, so um, they argue. Ed says, what does that mean about us? Uh, Harry says it means it's complicated, which is like Sam and Dean, like, I almost give each other like knowing nods because they're like, ah, yes, our relationship too is also and and therefore also complicated. Um, uh, but Harry comes over and he's like, hey, can I can I get a ride with you guys? And he gets in the back of the Impala and the 69 Impala in the scene still. Uh, and then they they drive away and Ed just watches them drive away and he just has tears in his eyes and, and that's it for Ed. Um, and then in the car, uh, Harry kind of laments the fact that he, he lost somebody that he thought was always going to be there, how he imagined them, you know, being old men and like, you know, sitting on the rocking chairs together and just, they would always be buddies and that, and that wasn't ever going to change. But suddenly that just ended and it feels like it feels really strange. Um, 
and then the episode just ends. It like yeah, looks at it. Sam and Dean driving and then nobody says anything else. It's just like waits a beat and then it ends. And that was like, oh, okay. Okay. That's how you got to do. Okay. Okay. I get yeah. it. I see um, this. It just, lets you, it just lets you sit in that. And I was expecting a resolution with Ed and Harry, but we didn't get one. And it's almost like the show is acknowledging, in fact, like, yeah, some things you just can't forgive. Sometimes it's, you just don't go back. And it's a lot easier because uh, they are the stars of the show and they are brothers and they don't have to be right. on camera all the time. Right. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm obviously I'm not a huge fan of this episode. I, I, I find very little value in it. It's a pretty bad filler episode. Uh, it's I, they don't even give us the opportunity for more Dean and Sam drama besides Dean kind of being mm-hmm. passive aggressive and Sam maybe like just give him some looks and throw in some shade. Uh it's all presented via Ed and Harry, which are two characters that were have always been joke characters and will always be joke characters. So to give them any kind of pathos with one another, I just I just check out. I'm just not here for that. Right. And all of their dumbass like shenanigans were making videos with on you know literal crime scenes is. I guess that maybe that's the difference is like when we first see them, they're like inspecting a haunted house, but it's obviously like <laughs> not a haunted house, even though it actually is a haunted house or whatever. Like, but to like be filming somebody's blood, you know what I'm saying? Like that turns yeah, that, yeah. that turns that into a real macabre thing. And I, I that's maybe the difference. That's maybe why they're it's a less more playful when there's real murder and not just spooky ghost stories. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the tone is kind of off a little bit. It makes them seem a little bit grosser uh, in comparison to that. Uh, you know, I will say I, I didn't bring it up, Earlier, I thought Sam's hair looked pretty good in this one. It's a little longer. It was a little bit more wild than we've seen it recently. Um, sure. You know, longer hair doesn't always work for me on Sam. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But it, this episode, I just felt like I was vibing with it. You know, he was just kind of like rocking it. And it, it, it was cool. The uh, trivia helpfully notes that the uh, Harry leaving his fiance to solve a case with Ed is very reminiscent of Sam leaving Jessica to solve a case with Dean. <laughs> and uh, I don't think that is because they, they Harry and or. Wait, yeah, Harry and his fiance broke up and were actually engaged. And yeah, Sam didn't uh, per se leave Jess. Uh, it was less about uh, leaving her and more about uh, her catching on fire when he came back home. Because he did leave her for the weekend, but he came yeah. home on Monday. He didn't leave. He had her. his big interview. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, what, what's your what's your thoughts on this episode? What's your what's your final yeah. thoughts? Yeah. 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 Um as somebody who would have been interested in an, in a modern take on a on a modern um urban legend and somebody who previously really liked the ghost facers it doesn't it doesn't hit the way that you want it to hit. Um I'm sure there's a way to look at this that's a little bit more positive, but I think I remember being a little bit disappointed the first time. Um I, I may have already said that be- and I said it because of the um the the Slenderman stuff because I was looking forward to to getting a good episode out of that. But previously, because I had liked Ghostfacers episodes so much, I think I expected this to be really funny, and then it it, it was not. So I felt like um, this episode was, was a mixed bag, very much trying to be funny. <laughs> I'm not going to say it ever succeeded or anything, but it was definitely trying to be funny. Um, and I think that like if I think I hate the Ghostfacers now, so congratulations, right. <laughs> Supernatural. And and really, if like. If they had, if they had just taken the turn of, hey, we're here, we're on this this case, it's all fun and games, and oh shit, now it's serious, we we ought to get out of here, like Ed was saying. But rather than it being some twist where they invented it or whatever, like oh maybe they actually get caught, um, and now Sam and Dean have to go save them, and they have to prove that they can handle themselves. They have to 
overcome some stuff together. You know, they could have done something with it, but it now that we're kind of like pulling it apart, it does feel, I think, a little gross mm-hmm. because it's like actual murder and not they're being so playful about it. Um, and we're used to Sam and Dean almost being like that. They're less silly, but they can be like goofy. But it's because like they've seen so much shits. But you take these goofy characters um, who are like talking about spirits and, and just silly stuff and trying to catch EVP and like all these these things that, that don't matter. But suddenly they're, you know, they're filming a dead body of somebody who was just murdered. You're like, oh, that's like way more dark uh, and way more fucked up. And it just like it didn't it didn't land as well, because I think they they were riding the line between these two weird tones that it just they they didn't they didn't coalesce very well. Uh, Are you done? Do you want to get out of here? I'm done. Yeah, I'm done. Um, Hopefully next week's episode will be better. Um, But until then, if you want to support the show patreon.com slash monster of the week you can go to monster of the week.cool get links to merchandise i think by the time this is out or at least maybe on the monday like our store is on sale or something i get those emails every once in a while and i always forget to mention oh, it. Yeah. Uh, we do have t-shirts and uh cups and things like that that you can go check out um we've launched a podcast recently called thinking face where me yes. and chris are discussing every single emoji and the order uh, that we have received them essentially <laughs> um mm-hmm. like that's a monday wednesday friday podcast three to five minutes episodes uh and that's free to everybody that's not behind a paywall or anything so anybody can go get that we're on itunes go leave us a review of your favorite emoji like and subscribe like subscribe hit the bell tell your mom ask your cousin about it yeah. uh chris Click the link in the in the description to uh find my last apology video <laughs> we have to apologize for what we said about the, again uh, gritting face with rolling nutters uh, right uh Chris, where are you at on Twitter nowadays? I'm at Local Bones. I'm at JG Greer. The podcast is at MOTWcast. Uh, feel free to hit us up on any of all of those things. And uh, yeah, thank you everybody for listening. Next week, we'll be back. Chris, are you ready for this? Let's, let me hear it. Crowley sinks deeper into his addiction. Oh. Nicole Snooky Polizzi appears in a camera oh role. God. Snooky oh is in God. Supernatural, Chris. We're here. Woo! Snooky is in a buck-living episode, so that's going to be oh. super fun, I'm guessing. <sighs> so, if Shout you enjoyed the energy of this episode, we'll see you next week, yeah. everybody. <laughs> Woo! It is now pitch. It is pitch black in this room. Why, I had Chris? a beautiful stream of sunlight coming in, so I didn't turn the lamp on, and now it's dark. Chris, why? All right. I think I'm going to project. Um, name this episode "Dracula Slipping Into Your DM for Foot Picks." Okay. Uh, yeah. I. Uh huh. <laughs> I agree. Hello. Good evening, my friend. Hmm. No sound do I hear. Let me see if I can mess with my setting. Hello. Oh, there he is. There's my boy. Good evening. Ah. I would like to welcome Good evening. to the Monster <laughs> of the Week zone.
Is that how we do this podcast now? It is now, yes. I'm doing my best Good James evening. Earl Jones impression. If you started the podcast with good evening, I, the listeners would be very confused. Good evening, I'm your host, Jeremy Greer. Hello, listeners. My name is Jeremy Greer. And I would swoop in. Like I feel like you're doing a really good Dracula right now, honestly. And I would swoop in like you're you're bat familiar, and I'd be like, and I'm Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably do a better bat familiar than I could uh, actual Dracula, <laughs> especially if I tried to do as Dracula. I don't. I'm not really good at accents that I try to do, but I I can walk backwards into them sometimes. You feel like you can walk backwards into Transylvanian? <laughs> it's easy, dude. It's easy. Good evening. I would like to suck your blood. Wow, I'm feeling horny right now. <laughs> yes, I'm feeling very horny as well, Chris. This is why everyone hated Dracula. This is why they wanted to kill him. <laughs> Before I kill you, would you like me to? T- would you like me to tell you how horny I am? Before I kill you, would you let me see your feet? <laughs> your socked feet. I do not understand why I'm banned from Twitter for slipping into DMs to ask for a foot pic. <laughs> I love the idea of the fetish being... I mean, I don't, lo- I don't love the idea, but it's funny to me is the idea is that the fetish is not just feet, which is, a, I feel like, a standard weird fetish. Sorry, not to, not to kink shame anybody, but I think it's weird. Um, <laughs> but it's even weirder if it's like, no, I just like the... I like feet in socks. That's what I like. I've yeah, I've always been very confused by that. Like, I mean, I guess, I guess, no judgment, but I do think you're a freak. <laughs> if you're doing anything other than uh, straight missionary sex, you are freak. You crazy yeah. freak. Um, as two Christian white boys, uh, super Christian white boy over here, absolutely married, yes. married missionary or bust, man. That's it, dude. That's it. <laughs> married missionary. If if Dracula doesn't get on top, then you are freak. Absolutely, absolutely. That's how he gets you. That is true. That's how he gets you. That's how you how been, he dude? Corrupts the youth. I'm okay. Hey, so, um, we weren't gonna talk about it, but you know what? I said I spiraled myself into a depression because of a video game. I wasn't gonna bring this up. Like, I feel, I feel bad. I feel like I have caused this personally, so mm-hmm. I didn't want to mm-hmm. even bring it up. <clears throat> so. I realized it the next morning. I like really thought about why I was feeling as bad as I was. And it wasn't just frustration. It was literally causing like it like triggered my depression, I guess. Because uh video games are helpful, I think sometimes for people who have depression because it like can um enable the the activation of the good chemicals, I guess. It's like an easy way to put it. Like a game can like activate those reward centers of your brain so it makes you feel good. I mean, you're not actually accomplishing anything, but like it stimulates good feelings. So it's like, it's fine. It's whatever. And that's why um, playing video games in moderation, as I'm learning, is really is, is good when, when you have depression. It can it can be helpful. But pushing that too far, you're just going to cause problems for yourself. So when I was playing the final boss of Sekiro for three hours on end without stopping and failing each and every time, what I had done was like lock lock those good chemicals behind a wall. Where I would get that little dopamine squirt if I beat the boss, if I, um, whatever, I got that sense of satisfaction, satisfaction from completing the goal. But I couldn't complete the goal, and I got more and more worked up about it. So then, rather than like just being like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a break, 
and not do this right now. And then my brain would kind of like reset, like fall back to normal a little bit. But I just kept focusing in on this thing until my brain was essentially like withholding those good chemicals until I uh, completed this goal, which is like, I mean, I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but that's how it felt. So then I was really pissed off, really frustrated and just like disheartened. I was like, I'm not good enough to beat this video game and it sucks. I thought and I was going to have morning, to call, uh, I thought I was going to have to figure out how to get in touch with Jess and do a wellness check on text. <laughs> it doesn't help that every time I died, I pick up my phone, I text you angrily because I just like, had to get it out. It, and I, even when I was doing it, I was like, fucking stop, stop it, Chris. But I couldn't, I couldn't stop because that's, that's, that's a problem. Um, so it was the next morning when I woke up and I was like, man, I don't want to get out of bed. I feel so bad. And I was like, this is, I just induced a depressive episode onto myself because I just, I pushed for too long against this thing. And I literally caused like negative feelings in my brain and that's bad. So like all day yesterday, I was like, I'm just going to be chill. I'm just not going to worry about anything. I'm not going to think about anything bad because when, when I'm depressed, it's easy to like kick over into like uh, anxiety or like a full blown meltdown, whatever. It's just like when, you know, you can be depressed and just like be fine and just be like blah all day or just tired, whatever. Like it's not always this big dramatic thing. But I know for myself, I'm try- trying to pay attention when this happens. Uh, if only I had paid attention about an hour earlier. <laughs> but um, I'm trying to pay attention when this happens so that it doesn't, uh, it doesn't become a problem. And so all day yesterday, I was like, I know, what, I know what I did to myself. I know that I need to now not do that. I need to not get so obsessed with something or so hellbent on something that I, you know, I hurt my brain. Um, and I need to now just be chilled out all day and not worry about anything. And my brain will kick back into its normal. And sure enough, by last night, I felt fine again. And I was like, okay, time to, time to, t- time to reflect on your behavior. Cause I was acting like I, I was full on, like addicted to the game. Like I couldn't stop playing. And even though it was literally bad for me, I'm like, this is, this is addiction. This is, this is no good. Um, so it was honestly, as much as it sucked to not be able to beat that boss. It was kind of a good learning experience. Um, I probably have experienced this before playing games when I was younger, but just never really acknowledged it as what it is. I mean, again, this is this is just my rationale for it of like why it made me feel so bad. I don't know if any of that's true, but I'm going to just try to be more mindful of it. And I'm talking about it now because I feel like if anybody else plays games and like gets like that, gets so like wrapped up, so bent out of shape about it, like may- maybe maybe it's a brain thing and maybe you should uh, maybe you should take a breather and feel better. <laughs> that was um. I'm in several different um, conversations and, you know, Discord channels and Slack channels and things like that about Sekiro. And um, that, that's been a common theme, like people getting extremely frustrated at a handful of bosses that are kind of known walls. And you know what? I've been at this for three hours. I'm going to take a break and then coming back to it and then just walking all over it. Just, I just need mm-hmm. some time or coming back to it and like spending another hour on it and getting it. But like that, that the break time is important. I throwing yourself against it constantly and yeah. feeling so demotivated. I, um, I, I just, yeah, you know, and everybody that listens to this podcast has heard me like five minutes after finishing that fight that, you, that <laughs> sent you into a spiraling depression. Like I yeah. came in and recorded this podcast and was like, Hey guys, <laughs> What's up? I was, you know, I felt like I was shook. I was shake family. And it was, you know, it was, I still, it's weird because now I am, I am through that game. Uh, I did, I've got one trophy left. I have gone through, I just started new game four. Um, the other times that I have fought those, those giant wall bosses, specifically like the one that you were on, I finished that in new game plus. 
And um, yeah, just like three attempts, one and done, mm-hmm. <laughs> or three and done, mm-hmm. I guess. And that felt mm-hmm. really, really good. I I cannot blame anybody for not wanting to spend the time or mental effort to get there because it, it took me literally four hours to do. Like I yeah, and I you know it feels good. And I'm like now that I know this stuff, I'm having a lot of fun playing the game. And I just I just don't know that I can ever recommend it to anybody. Like if you know, I I want people right. to experience. I, it. like, I have been recommending it to people. <laughs> I had been recommending it to people. I was like, it's really hard, but it's worth it. And now I, I won't I won't say that again because it um it it wasn't good for my brain. Um, yeah, I spent six hours on that and I just, then I started feeling like this, that's when the spiral started where I was feeling like a lot of other negative emotions because of the time I had wasted or spent. Like I just, I didn't gain anything from it. And I was like, man, I haven't been editing my novel. I haven't been doing this or that. And I wasted six hours of my life, um, trying to climb a wall that I couldn't get over. And all it did was, was hurt me. Um, so it was it was a weird learning experience, and I'm even right now like I just want to go and give it another try. And I might I said I would quit forever, I might, but I'm gonna I'm gonna just wait a little while. If I go back to it, I'll just mess around with the game for a while and play it, and not attempt <laughs> that that boss, <laughs> and just try to get back into the swing of things with it. But um, it's it's gonna be I think the game be a long doesn't... time coming. I even tried to go ahead. You go ahead. I was just, I'm trying to re-examine the way that I play games where, um, a game like that or like Dark Souls, or I'm sure these like multiplayer shooters that people play where you're constantly in action doing stuff that's stimulating, you know, parts of your brain that's doing, that's doing certain things. Um, but whenever like slower games, whenever I play slower games and I know you do the same thing, you just start looking at Twitter, like during a cutscene or something. Yep. You're like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was trying to look at that and I'm saying, why, why am I doing that? Is it because I'm bored or is it because I'm just expecting this constant stimulation of my brain? Um, just the way that I, this, it's, I'm not getting it from the game because I'm not playing right now. Therefore, I need to check Twitter and look at notifications or refresh my feed or I need to look at Instagram because that was my other problem was being addicted to Instagram for a while. And that little, the little squirt you get, the little dopamine squirt that hit in your brain that makes you feel good when you see those likes. Um, I mean, that's addiction. That's a real thing. Social media addiction is real. You start noticing those patterns, you just got to step back and it's, and it's worth it. Um, so I've been playing, I, I was playing Sekiro and at the same time playing Trails of Cold Steel, which is a game where I'm on new game plus in that. So no battle in that game lasts more than five seconds. There's no challenge and not, not then there won't be until I get to the end game. But that means that I'm playing it for totally different reasons and I'm playing it basically just like reading a book because I'm running around talking to everybody. and finding a lot of relaxation and enjoyment in that but it's a totally like different thing because i'm not getting those like constant hits to my brain it's it's a more steady um slow process i guess and it's like kind of speaks to why maybe i don't read books as much anymore because i'm just constantly looking for those for those hits those hits of good feelings in my brain and all all of the this failure has made me like you know examine that a little bit more so hopefully i can be more mindful of it and hope and do things a little bit more deliberately and not just stick my eyes to my phone or bash my head against a boss in a video game over and over because i'm just trying to get that hit to my brain like you know i need to find better avenues for feeling good <laughs> than than just stuff <laughs> like that so i'm just trying to be positive about it i'm trying to, I'm trying to put a positive spin on my failure what i, what I was going to say earlier is that 
the game doesn't do you any favors because uh it's a it's a very short run to the boss it is very mm-hmm. possible to get killed if you just fuck up in the and just mess up. It's very possible to get p- killed mm-hmm. in like five to ten seconds, sometimes even shorter than mm-hmm. that. And it's literally like a thirty-five second load. Yeah, and I, I think yeah. that's because like the way that the boss is positioned, you're actually loading in quite a bit of the world behind you that you don't actually yeah. care about. I would, I, I, I just don't know why they didn't put that idol like inside that door. And just say like we're you know if you this door is a load screen like if you hit this door you're right. gonna have to I don't know and just make that because they should have there's, think it would be, I, I there's that just, hallway that hallway is the loading screen and like why not just yeah just put the the save the checkpoint right in the middle of that hallway so you have to load it either way and that can be extremely frustrating like because I, I, mm-hmm. I sat there there was a couple of times where I was just looking at the screen and and you get to that point like thirty seconds is enough time to grab your phone to look at Twitter to answer a text message to get that dopamine squirt you keep talking about and it's you know mm-hmm. social media has ruined me right like I have to like force myself to to not look at uh like Twitter and stuff because I find myself just picking up my phone randomly like it's really bad like I have to like tell myself not to do it like around customers and stuff because we'll be at lunch oh, yeah. and like people are talking and I'm like oh I'm just gonna look at my phone and I've seen other guys like other customers or other sales guys like do that I'm like I can I can see your phone you're looking at Facebook like what the fuck are you doing we're at dinner <laughs> like dude right, right, and that's right. you know I don't want to be that guy but like you just it's it becomes an addiction it becomes a habit and it's that's not a good place to be so it ain't good it ain't good and it's it's whenever I get the 15 minute lock on my phone because that's how I said it every 15 minutes it will lock it um it's it's a shock <laughs> because i it's it's so rare that i go 15 minutes without looking at my phone unless i'm driving <laughs> like it's it's pretty rare that i i go that long without looking at my phone and that's really sad <laughs> yeah, yeah i want like i want all of game of thrones without it because i was really really invested but it shouldn't take a like like a big yearly event to to pull me from my phone. It take like, a $10 million TV episode to get you yeah. to pay attention to the goddamn screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. This is really, this so, is a real yeah. uh, chipper uh, outtake session that we've had. It's but okay. Think, it's okay. Uh, We're learning things about ourselves. I'm glad you're talking things. about, uh, uh, you know, mental stress issues, depression issues, things like that, because I mm-hmm. think that uh, just acknowledging that those things exist and like dealing with them in a, and, and just dealing with them at all, like to, not to mention any kind of specific way, but just dealing right. with them and talking right. those through it. Like, I, I think that's extremely helpful for people that are probably going through that and not talking about it or trying to deal with it. Because yeah. boy, yeah. is it real easy for me to slip into the thing where like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to do this easy thing. Like I'm, I have a, I have an email to mm-hmm. answer or a quote to do, and I'm not going to do that. And if I don't do that, that doesn't mean I can't do these other five things. And then, Oh my God, I'm drowning in work and I can't possibly handle this right. workload. And it's, right. it's never that big of a deal, but like, boy, it's, it's debilitating sometimes. And it's, yeah. and fuck dude, I'm, I'm 38. I'm, you know, I'm an extremely privileged dude. Like I'm a white dude that lives in the South. Like check, check. <laughs> Like, like everything in the world is made for white dudes that live in the South. Apparently, like that's that's an easy thing, yeah. and I, you know, I acknowledge all of that. But like, it's still fucking rough, man. Like, it still gets fucking rough. So it ain't easy, but we got to talk yeah. about it sometimes. And then also, I just felt really embarrassed because I kept blowing up your phone with my frustration, and I'm like, I know I'm annoying him, but I can't stop myself. Oh, you're <laughs> because I'm so frustrated. It's um it's it's funny because like I've I've seen people hit these same walls and and like have these similar reactions and um it just mm-hmm. like by hour 3 like I saw you post posting the discord and texting me and I'm like this dude needs to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> That's I was what broken. I was, I was broken Maybe- but I couldn't stop. 
maybe maybe you should turn the PS4 off, Chris. It sucked because um, part of it was like just from a flat out skill level. I was like, all right, I figured this out. I know exactly what I need to do pretty much for the first three phases of this. And I couldn't do it. And I on Sunday when I played, I got like pretty close to beating it. It felt like um, or pretty close to like getting it down. I got really far pretty much every attempt I made. But this time I would I was just dying on like the first phase like it was nothing, even though sometimes I could do it without getting hit. And it was just the particulars of that driving me absolutely fucking insane because I, oh, yeah. I kept being like next the next one i'm gonna get it right i'm gonna do what i need to do and now i have like i probably permanent thumb damage like my thumb hurts so bad all the time now uh because i've been playing Sekiro. it's 100 percent because i've been playing that game too much uh i had it a little bit when i played kingdom hearts because it's a tap x so frequently and for whatever reason i hurt my thumb i didn't hurt my thumb playing video games i hurt my thumb doing something else i don't i don't remember what at this point um but I heard it that way. And now, yeah, now it hurts really bad right now, even as I'm saying it. My thumb hurts because um, I just was playing video games too much. That's a problem. So just more more reason to fucking stop and do something else for a little while. Yeah, I mean, that's like I said, it's it's the only game that I've played since Sekiro came out. Uh, mm-hmm. And I'm seriously debating like i'm having i'm at the point now where i've got everything upgraded like it's now i have like nine thousand spirit emblems so i can use tools pretty much without worrying about it and i don't have anything to spend money on so like i can just literally buy as many spirit emblems as i want to so i get to experiment with all of the tools and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and like today i I fought the um, that one creature that does the terror blast i'm kind of Mm -hmm. being a little cagey Mm -hmm. because of spoilers you know what i'm talking about yeah the one that throws poop at you. <laughs> I sure, I sure do know about that. And uh, it's my favorite. My favorite. The purple umbrella. Uh, you can just. You, you don't have to do anything. You just pop it open. And if you have the skill to do like a follow up attack, it buffs your sword for the attack. So you, you just oh. you sit there, and then as soon as the terror stops, you just get a big chunk of damage off of him. And like literally, did that dude in New Game Three like in one shot? Like that didn't even die once. Damn. And, so like you know it's it's at that point but again i'm never gonna sit here and say like everybody should spend the time to get this good at this video game and it's not even being good it's just having the shit memorized like it's just it's just having it kind of ingrained in you because like you said earlier you know exactly what you need to do when you're fighting Mm -hmm. that boss and you it's just a matter of executing on that and making your hands respond in time and not fuck it up and it's I'm having that good time with it, but man, I, I really want the plat on it. But I've got 30 more skill points to get to finish the trees, and I'm just, I just, Jesus. I just don't know if I have 300 million XP to earn to get the plat in that's me. Right? Too many. That's that's too many XP. Um, do you want to record a podcast? Let's do the podcast. They're about to get. It's about to get weird. I mean, the listeners hearing this after they've heard the real podcast, so they already know that it got weird at the beginning. We just got a uh, a really funny junk mail in our email. Oh yeah, that I'm going to add to our uh, feedback so that you can read it. Excellent. Do, 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 do. Make sure that I'm recording. I randomly always get like uh, scared that I'm not. Okay, I'm good. Right before we start, I'm always like, wait, wait. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, are you ready to do the thing? Yes.